We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports and pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast We are here on a Friday night We got Sam back in the house We missed you on Monday, buddy uh, the work got in the way. Hello. It's about time Sam shows up. Jeez. Hey, are you bitching right now, Josh? Yes, I am. Are you starting okay. off I, I the, uh, the the show with uh, things that piss me off? Uh, no, but we're, I can. We're going to get one. I can. Actually, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it, let's. Let's kick it off with the things that piss me off uh, right out the gate. Right out the gate. Uh, by, by the way, before we get to the things that piss me off, did Take you see out? the thing I said to you about, about Steve Belichick? Did you see that in the group chat? Yeah, he looks like he works for uh, Pass Blue Ribbon. <laughs> no, it says he looks yeah, like he, he drives the Pass Blue Ribbon monster truck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty oh, accurate, man. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> I'll be right back. Not, not gonna lie. If I, if I, the, the, my hair the like question that, is, is, is he, me. is he, is he jamming out to Leonard Skinner as he's driving it? That's the real question. Probably, probably, either, <laughs> probably jamming out to Leonard Skinner or, uh, or maybe some, uh, fuck, man, what's the other that, like Allman he, Brothers? He's like some Morgan Wallen. Shut up. Come on. Hey, I like Morgan Wallen. Don't you be first in name. No, I know that. That's what I'm saying. He's jamming out to Morgan Wallen. All right. All right. Well, before we get into some sports, uh, let's get into a little things that piss me off, Josh, as I lay down the music. Here we go. All right, Josh. We're waiting. Things that piss me off when Josh is not on time. When I put it on mute and I talk about it, exactly. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals fan. Because shut the fuck up, let the team do what they need to do, and just relax. Number four, we're more more political. Fuck Joe Biden's administration. I hate that they fucking keep blaming, putting the blame game on everybody except for themselves. So... Fuck them. Number three. Wow. Ohio weather. Fuck this 70 degrees, and then the next day it's fucking 25, 30 degrees. Fuck this shit. Number two. <laughs> Louie. Because fuck him for missing last week's Friday show to go to a fucking birthday party. And also wow. screwing up our wow. Divas bracket, moving it from 32, taking it from 64 down to 32. And number one, Ohio fucking weather. Just fuck Ohio. I'm moving to Florida with Louie. 
It was the 40th birthday, dude, okay? And then I did not screw up the Divas bracket. Okay. I didn't screw up the Divas bracket. We agreed on 64, and you you brought out 32. I'm just saying. I could not. I could not fucking get. It was a lot of work trying to get 64, but whatever. All right. Hey, hey, a phone call. I was a phone call away, and we could have filled that thing out in five minutes. (laughs) On a side note, you know what I've been doing for the past week? I've been watching the clip of Joe Biden falling off the bike, like, repeatedly. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, as you all know, March Madness is upon us. This used to be a time that I really looked forward to. In fact, I used to take two days of the tournament off from work. And usually one of the days of the tournament coincided with St. Patty's Day. So I'd find myself at a bar drinking and watching basketball all day. And it was fucking glorious. This was time before I was married and had children. But now I don't even, I don't watch college basketball like I used to. And I think a lot of that is because the rosters change every year with all these one and dones and and you can't really keep track of players from your favorite program. It's it's very difficult. So but anyways, I I still watched a little bit. Um right now today, not a lot of upsets happening, although right now Fairleigh Dickinson, the sixteen seed, is beating number one seed Purdue, thirty-five, thirty-four. But there's let's go. The Sunny Jersey teams, what's up? I told you that was the team to look out for to get beat first, and the first number one to go out. I didn't think they'd lose in the six to the sixteen seed, but there's still a lot of time. There's seventeen minutes left, so so there's there's yeah, the eternity. But I mean, I think what Xavier was down thirteen earlier today and came back and won. Yeah, I can't believe they struggled so much against Kennesaw State. I can't believe that one. That that Didn't one. Pitt lose today? Did Pitt lose today? Did Pitt did Pitt lose today? I'm sorry. No, no Pitt, Pitt dominated Pitt, today. Yeah, Pitt beat the brakes off of Iowa State. Okay, okay. There was another upset today, I think. Josh, you keep having all that background. Uh, US, USC got beat. About to put Josh in the penalty box. I said Nick's. Uh, I said USC got beat. Yeah, well, I picked Michigan State. So here's what I was going to get to. Every year, there's one side of the bracket that's in complete chaos, right? And then another. Then usually some of the other brackets are fairly normal. Some will even go like pretty much chalk. This year, it's the South bracket that's in complete upheaval. Virginia lost to Furman. Arizona lost to Princeton. Uh, Princeton now will face Missouri. I, I think Princeton's got a really good shot at beating Missouri and moving on to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. But right now, I would say that that Arizona game in Virginia right now probably busted a lot of people's brackets. It, it fucked a lot of people. Luckily for me in my work bracket. My final four is still intact uh, at this time, uh, but we'll see what happens after the weekend. But I, I don't know, guys. I don't, there's there's a couple potential really prime matchups that could happen here in the next couple of days. If if Michigan State beats Marquette and Kentucky 
gets past Kansas State. We're looking at a Kentucky-Michigan State Sweet 16 possibly going up against Duke in the Elite Eight. Uh, Kentucky-Duke or Michigan State-Duke matchup in the Elite Eight would draw huge numbers because they're historically good programs. Um, I, I don't know. I, Sam or Josh, did you guys fill out brackets for work or with buddies or anything for fun? And so how are you? No, doing? you know what? I'm, this year, this year, I didn't. I didn't get a chance. Usually, I do fill out like a like a bracket with my boys, but this year, just things got you know moved up, and I didn't want to start the bracket after like I had a couple of like the games pretty much started on the way, and so yeah. I was like, screw it, you know. Just uh, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch this year. No, I was kind of the same way. I, I Like you said earlier, I just didn't get into it as much as I'd like to. So, it yeah. just, I didn't even get into work work one at all. So, yeah. Hey, can uh, I ask you guys a so, question since you guys are, are college football uh, experts, right? The, the transfer portal works the same way for basketball as it does for football? Yeah. Oh, wow. No wonder people are so, even like, more disinterested in, in college basketball. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because like Kentucky lost one kid and uh, Hopkins, and he's playing for Providence, and they're they're facing off. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that, today. You know what? I, I don't but, I don't see I don't think the portal should exist for basketball because you have the one and done rule, right? So like you don't yeah. have that in football. In football, you have to be <clears throat> in order to be eligible for the draft, you have to play X amount of years, right? Uh, including redshirt yeah. or whatever else, right? So. Correct. You, uh, you know, at least three years. The, the portal, the portal works out for 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 football because I still think there's talented guys that on benches, like for instance, you know, Joe Burrow before he transferred to somewhere else, right? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it. it yeah, I think in football it works, but basketball, dude. If you, if the guy's leaving next year, why even in, like endorse the the chance of having a portal? Well, you know what they've said, too? A lot of the smaller schools are complaining because they basically act like a funnel system to the bigger programs. A lot of these guys who maybe didn't get recognized coming out of high school that ended up going to, like, Furman or UC Santa Barbara or a Kennesaw State or an Iona, and they blow up there for a year or two, and then they transfer to Duke, or they transfer to Arizona, or they transfer to Michigan State, or they transfer to Kentucky. And it's just like, you know, how the hell do you build a program? At this point in time, in basketball, as a small school, how do you build a program? And then even if you're a big school, you have to toe the line. And I was talking to Josh about this earlier. When you're recruiting kids, you almost you can't just recruit a bunch of five-star prospects that are going to leave you in a year because, yeah, you might have a decent team that year, but then they all leave. You have to start it over again. I, I think the way to build the roster is kind of like what Kansas does. And, and Kansas has been doing this pretty good for the past, for the past probably, I'd say, five years since really the transfer portal became a huge thing. And it's it's they'll get a couple of guys that are maybe two or three star prospects that they can develop. Then they'll sign maybe a four star here and there. And then they'll get one or two five stars. Those five stars they know are probably only going to stay a year, maybe two max, but most likely one year. That four star kid, the four star kids will, will likely stay for at least two years. And then those two and three star guys develop and then they stay there and they they stay there 
for their junior and senior years. And so if you look at Kansas right now, who's the number one seed and they're the defending national champions, they have a rotation of about nine kids. Well, four of them are seniors, two of them are juniors, uh, one is a sophomore, and two is fre- two are freshmen. And one of those freshmen is expected to be a lottery pick that's Grady Dick, and they'll lose those seniors. You know, they got a couple guys getting experience that will be that will be a junior and then seniors next year. And I think that's kind of what you have to do you, you, because guys want to play. But if you get two- and three-star kids, I think they realize, hey, I'm at Kansas, I'm at North Carolina, I'm at Duke. I might not play my, my much my freshman or sophomore year, but if I develop and I get really good, I might play a lot my junior year, and then that's, that's my ticket to maybe getting drafted into the NBA, maybe in the late lottery or in the uh, late in the first round or in the second round, and at least I get to stick, stick on as a rotation player. I think that Kyle Parry, like at Kentucky, I think he beat that one and done, uh, like kind of wave. He was able to bring in enough good talent every year. But I think the portal just the last couple of years has screwed him in actually building a better team. Because there's guys on his team that that are well, but he can't give them the time because he's already promised that to someone that's possibly better. Well, the the thing with Kyle Parry is he's. Calipari is the person that's going to to not build a program. All he cares about is getting them players to the next level. That's it. That's why he goes. Yeah, no, no, he's a great the one and done mentality. Like he, he expects exactly. his guys that are that are going to the NBA to be one and done, right? Correct. Yeah, and that and that's that's what I was saying is that's just how he recruits. So he'll never ha- he'll never build a program for these these kids to be three four year starters. At his program, right. they're, no, they're but he may have more than one left. one and done, uh, like possible, like you know, person. You know, he might have another player that you know uh, could possibly be a one and done player, but he doesn't have the room to play him. Right now, he might lose him to the portal to another team. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So let me tell you crazy. Calipari, your to your point, Sam. He he kind of figured out the whole one and done trend early. His first six seasons at Kentucky they made four final fours won a national championship won won a national championship and then was the runner-up in 2013-14 that was in his first six years and his past one two three four five six seven in the past seven one year it was canceled due to COVID the year after COVID uh, 2020, 2021, Kentucky failed to make the tournament. Then last season, they were bounced in the first round. And then before the COVID tournament, they made the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16 and another Elite Eight. But they haven't sniffed the Final Four. They, 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 they haven't even, like, really looked like a Final Four team since 2018-19. So in the last, this is now one, two, three, this is the fourth season since then. We'll see if Kentucky can make a run this season, but they, they have not been looking good. And Kentucky fans are very fickle, man. The, I, I hear some of them are calling for Calipari's head, depending on what happens. I mean, it's an tournament. old program, right? It's a storied program, right? So, right. you know, it's it's kind of understandable in a sense where, I can see why the the older heads are like, yo, get rid of this guy now. He he's messed up the last 
X amount of years, and we need to get somebody else that can move us forward again. Yeah, that's Louis is actually hey, right. Hey, Rick, exactly Rick Pitino might be on. Rick, Rick Pitino might be an option. You know, after after this, uh, he's interviewing at tournament. He's interviewing at St. John's. He's interviewing at St. John's. Oh wow! After the tournament. Okay. okay. No, Louis, I I'm gonna go. Uh, what you said too is Kentucky fans are calling for Calipari's heads. They don't they don't yeah. like how he's been doing it. He, they don't like the one and done. Uh, they want to build a program to sustain it and be good year after year after year. But these are also the same fans that loved every single minute of it when he brought all them, uh, what, two championships to him? Multiple final one, fours, one lead eight one appearances, championship, one but, championship. But one national title, but four final fours in his first six years. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that means he was competing every yeah. year. He had a good team every single year. Yeah. Those four years. Um. But yeah, I don't. Kentucky, man, it's it's a hard program. They'll they'll take your ass out. Like they they got they wanted Tubby Smith gone. If you look at Tubby Smith, and they're like, oh well, he won with uh, Rick Pitino's players, blah blah blah. Tubby Smith at Kentucky never won less than twenty two games in a season. Never won less than twenty two games in a season. He won a national title, and he made one, two. He made three Elite Eights and a couple Sweet 16s. And then his last two years there, they were bounced in the second round. They wanted to get rid of them, and they did. And then they brought in, after that, I think it was uh, Billy Gillespie, who was just an abject disaster for Kentucky. Um, they, this, this after Billy Gillespie, they bailed to make the tournament, uh, and pretty much uh, he was only there for two seasons. And they made the tournament one year, got bounced in the first round, and then they didn't make it the next year. They they went to the NIT, and he was fired, and then Calipari's been there since then. But, yeah, I think I, – I don't know, Josh. I think sometimes you're at a place for a while, and I just think – I don't think he's bringing in the same kids. Now, I want to get to NFL, but I want to, I want to point something out, uh, and I wish I could get the audio for it, but I, I didn't get the cleared for the rights for it. Dame Lillard was on the Old Man and the Three podcast. Uh, that's the J.J. Reddick's podcast that he does with one of his buddies. And Damian Lillard said, I hate the culture of the NBA now. He, he's like, all these young punks coming in, they, they're given the keys to the kingdom, they're taking in the top five, top ten, whatever, and they're, they're told, hey, you're going to be a big part of this franchise, and there's not veterans around anymore, and the league's not tough. It's, and Lillard was just saying, you know, Lillard's not that old. I think Damian Lillard's 32. Uh, Sam, I don't know when he was drafted, what year he came in the league, but he's like the league's changed so much in that time. And I think it comes with these with – these, College players, dude. I think um, it, it, these college kids anymore, they, they know that they're going to be one and done. A lot of them aren't even going to college. If you see a lot of the talent, uh, Sam and Josh, are going to Europe or they're playing in the G League for a year because they feel that they yeah, can get so, better. So Dane, Dane came in like 2012. Dane came in 2012. So he's been around long enough, in my yeah. opinion, to see the change of guard. But, like, uh, yeah. I know you're kind of referencing, like, John Moran. And I just actually sent you a link for John Moran's older Instagram stories. If you get yeah. a chance, take a look. 
I saw it's that. Mind-boggling. Yeah. It's absolutely mind-boggling yeah. that <clears throat> today's NBA players, they're being taught at a college level that it's okay to do these these things that they're doing. Like, I don't know if you know about Imani Bates or not. Imani Bates, uh, you know, he was a, he was a he was a, like a five-star recruit coming out of high school. He plays for uh, Eastern Michigan, I believe, right now. Um, but he, again, he, he was to, caught with a gun. I'm sorry. Didn't he originally commit to Memphis? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before. Yes, absolutely. Yep, okay. yep. So, so <clears throat> he was he was pulled over by a police officer with a gun in his car and unregistered the whole nine, loaded when it wasn't supposed to be whatever. But guess what? He's still playing basketball. You know. Yeah, maybe yeah. he made a, a life decision that wasn't right, and he shouldn't hold him, you know, accountable just on that one thing. But the thing is, like, it's now it's one thing. Later, yeah. it might be worse. So, like, I guess older college basketball players, like I'm talking like our generation when we watched it, we watched, you know, Tim Duncan play for Wake Forest and things like that. Tim Duncan played all four yeah. years, number one, and he stayed out of trouble all four years. And then the rest of his NBA career, he stayed out of trouble as well, right? So it was, yep. it, was a, it was a reoccurring theme. It's like what you set as your foundation before you get to the league is what you will continue to do. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know anymore, like, about, like, today's NBA because I feel the same way that Damian Lillard does, you know. And I, and I watched uh, a video with uh, Reggie Miller, and Reggie Miller said something similar. He's like, you know, when Steven Jackson, Ron Artest, and those young guys came on our team, I saw, like, the blatant disrespect, and they did whatever they wanted to do. They showed up late to practice. He's like, this is not the NBA I want to be part of. He's like, they made me retire. The mouse in the palace made yeah. me retire from the NBA. Yeah. Miller yeah. could have had I, another I, I, two years. He wasn't, he wasn't that old. He could have had a, he, off, like, a bench role, like a Jason Kidd type role on a, on a contending team. He could have done that, but he didn't want to be part of it. No, no I, th- I think you're spot on with that. I think kids are coming in with attitudes and entitlement. So, I mean, they, they're groomed since high school. I'm the best player out here. Um, I get what I want. I'm the best in a college basketball player. I get what I want. NBA, I'm still the best. You might not be the best, but you're still coming in with that attitude. So, everyone's chasing money. Everyone's chasing money, too, at the end of the day. All they're doing, all these kids, they're chasing money. They're not playing it for the love of the game. They're not playing basketball and football because – because they love it, they're playing it because they're six foot eight, two fifty, and they could fit a role and they want a contract. At the end of the day. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is everything. I, I don't want to get too specific on this, but it seems like a lot of things. Even like, let's take hip hop music for instance. It's trash now. It's trash. It's all about all. It's all these fake gangsters holding up guns. Oh yeah. And Agreed. all the money and the chicks that they're banging and, and stupid shit, right? It's all, it's trash. It's trash music. It's trash people making trash music. Like, back in the day, it was it was angry dudes who were getting fucked over in the, in the hood and, and talking about surviving, like being like a regular dude surviving gang wars and surviving, like, police brutality and all this shit. And they were and, and people like fucking Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg, and, you know, all these dudes. And, and it, yeah, it those guys shifted. beat the odds, and they and made now, music about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and now it's, you got, like, fucking trash dudes like Takashi 6 9 
and all these other fucking mumble rappers and, and fucking trash artists that fucking blow dick, dude. Like, do you, do you, know, do you know there are rappers? You know there are rappers now that are trying to break into the game that are paying people uh, to be in a gang. Like literally, they're paying gang members so that they can rep that gang and show that street cred. But they don't have yeah. a fucking. They don't have a you know uh, an idea of what it is to live right. that life. Their 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 life lives are completely different. It's terrible, dude. A lot of these dudes, like, are just they're not good. They're not they're not good. They can't hold a candle to. Them. And that's everything. And that and you get these young dudes who think they're tough because they hold a fucking gun around, and I'm just. Like John Moran, you you're not tough, dude. You went to fucking Moorhead State. Let's get real, man. Let's 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 fucking be real, dude. Let's let's just stop pretending. But I want to move on. We got about thirty minutes left in the show. Um, breaking before, breaking news! Know. Breaking news! Breaking news! Okay, hit we, me. The Bengals the Bengals just signed Nick Scott uh, for three years, twelve million dollars. Okay. Okay. Solid. Solid signing. I'm still hoping we land Taylor Rapp or maybe make one last big move. But, okay, that's good. I'll take it. We also had Foster Moreau uh, from the Raiders visiting, uh, who was a, a pretty, solid, pretty solid tight end. So, let's, we'll see what happens there. Um, but Nick Scott, I'll take. That's a, that's a solid I would have taken a flyer on Mike Kosecki, man. I would have taken a flyer on Mike Kosecki. I, I wanted like the him. The Patriots did a one-year deal for him. I, I wanted him, but he signed for the he signed with the Patriots. He went to New England, so that's Dalton Dalton Schultz is still out there, though, fellas. Dalton Schultz is. is still out there. No, but yeah, but Dalton Schultz right. can't can't block as as well. Uh, he's not a blocking that's, tight end. That's true. That's true. True. But you can you can draft a guy, you know. Too. I mean, yeah. the Bengals also might look to the draft to, to fill that spot. Well, well it's going to be interesting. I do want to get to more of that later. Um, so, so far, I want to know, Josh and Sam, who do you think the biggest winners free agency are and who the biggest losers of free agency are so far? Because I, I have my pick but I'm curious what you guys think. I mean, right now, I, I think Carolina is going to be up there. I think they're making moves. Um, I think they've made bad moves. A couple. What's that? I said I think they've made bad moves, but go ahead. I mean, they, they, they got the number one draft pick, so obviously they're going to get the quarterback who they want. Um, yeah. I mean, they got a tight end that can block for that quarterback to help him out. Uh, they signed a safety uh, that was pretty damn good for the Bengals. So I've liked what they do- they've done. So is it going to help them? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. And, and didn't they just find Miles? Didn't they just find Miles Sanders too? So yeah, they but, have a running back now. I think it's. I, I uh, think um, that that's a good. That's a pretty good uh, observation. I'd say I definitely agree with that. I think quietly, like okay. um, the Steelers are actually quietly rebuilding their defense. Uh, they've let go of some mainstays. Devin Bush is no longer there. I think he's just signed with the Seahawks. I don't think they have Miles Jack anymore either. But they're quietly making they some small-time moves, and I think that they're good enough to to also have a good draft. 
to, to have an improved team next year. I don't know in what sense. They still need a quarterback, in my opinion, but let's see. Let's see if if, uh, <clears throat> if um, Pickens and Pickett combination can, can go uh, far, right? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. My biggest loser so far is the Kansas City Chiefs. The yeah. Chiefs <laughs> lost their two starting tackles, Orlando Brown and and then Wiley. They they lost Juju Smith Schuster. Fine, they're not going to re-sign McCall Hardman. They um, they're going to let go well, of Frank did, Clark. They did, they did get a left tackle, so they didn't lose completely lose. But hold on, uh, both hold on. I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. They got Jawan Taylor, who has never played left tackle in his entire career. Never. Never played it before. They brought him in to play left tackle, but he's never played it before in his career. And so that makes me – it makes me wonder. And now what you, the Chiefs are basically saying is, okay, maybe we'll draft the receiver, but we have a lot of faith in Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. Darius Tony, when he's able to stay healthy, looks like a good player. He can't stay healthy. I don't think all of a sudden a dude that's missed 15 games in his first two seasons is all of a sudden going to stay healthy for the majority of the season. Oh, no, I agree. I I mean, yeah. No, go ahead, sorry, Mike. No, no, uh, I was just going to say that I just don't think trends are – trends for a reason, right? And if a guy can't stay healthy their first couple of years in the league, what's going to happen later on? Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, no, I was going to say I definitely agree with you on that. Like, it's not going to – like, there's not going to be a miraculous change. But I really do like Sky Moore a lot. So um, I still don't think that that they're, they're making the right decision because you're losing help on your O-line, and now you're losing targets Mahomes needs. Travis Kelsey yeah. is going is is still aging. He's what doing really well as, as he's aging, but he's not getting any younger. No, and they have they have uh, uh, Marquez Valdez Scatling or something like that. They have him as well. Well, but, I, oh yeah, we, we, we did forget yeah. to uh, we did forget to mention they also lost their offensive coordinator, and Eric Bieniemy. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the new coordinator comes in, even though we know Andy Reid kind of runs that offense anyway. But, but it's a new old right. coordinator, right? Isn't it Matt Nagy? Oh, yeah, it is Matt Nagy. I think it is Matt Nagy. Ah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I So, I want to get – while we're talking about the Chiefs, before we get to some more free agency news, I want to talk about some of the heat that I've been catching on Twitter our Twitter account that's been catching it and the arguments that I've had. So, and then I, Nick Wright, who anybody that's been listening to our show knows that I fucking hate Nick Wright. I just, I hate his fanboy style. That just bothers me. But anyways, he talked about Orlando Brown leaving and he said that the gap because Chris Broussard was like, I don't think there's a gap between the Chiefs and the Bengals. He's like, I don't. He's like, I know the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls, and, and then Nick Wright's like, the gap is massive. And the Chiefs fans that I've been talking to are like, yeah, uh, the gap between Mahomes and Burrow is huge, and you guys aren't even close. And I'm just like, all right, let's let's calm down and let's look at facts here. And I pointed out facts. I pointed out the fact that 
the Chiefs needed every minute of the AFC Championship game to beat us, and we were down three starting offensive linemen. That that was huge, right? So that that's fact number one. Fact number two that nobody wants to listen to except for except for you know Bengals fans and, and people with the brain is that the Bengals' highest rated offensive lineman and pass block win rate was Jonah Williams. He ranked win rate was dead last in the league at 50%. Dead last in the league this past season. We made it to the AFC Championship game. We had the ball with a chance to go win the game, and Frank Clark sacked Joe Burrow. And we didn't have enough time. If, and I, I told Josh this before when we've just been bullshitting, if the Bengals go from 30th to, let's say, like, 16th in pass block win rate, nobody is fucking beating them. Nobody. Nobody is beating them. And Chiefs fans, I think Chiefs fans, I rooted for the Chiefs to win that Super Bowl when they played against San Francisco because they hadn't won for a while. Now they got a couple championships in them, and they think that they're, like, the fucking the shit. And it's like, dude, be happy. Enjoy the wins. But you guys haven't they – they haven't won a Super Bowl since Super Bowl fucking two. The second Super Bowl was the only championship that they had. And then they win a couple Super Bowls because they got a great quarterback in Mahomes. And now all of a sudden they're the model fucking franchise, and it's just like, give me a fucking break, dude. Give me a break, like you well, know. I mean, but but Chiefs fans, Chiefs fans can, if they're smart, they'll realize like they saw Patrick Mahomes with a hobbled O line lose, right? Mm-hmm. So like, they have to understand how important that is when you have a great quarterback protecting that quarterback is probably number one, like you know. Uh, thing on your list to do is protect his ass, right? Right. Yeah, I, and to, to Louie's point, played them, we didn't ha- when we played them with our full offensive line, they couldn't stop our offense. Their defense could not get the Burrow. They didn't sack them. And we rolled that in that game. Now, we're down three offensive line. You're getting to the quarterback. You're sacking Joe Burrow. Uh, so, that's the reason why you won. Because you got to the quarterback, and, and, still, and, and they yeah. still only won by three points, Josh. They won on a last-second field goal to win the game. Exactly, Down. and it was, and it was uh, some some suspicious with the calls, the no call on the on the holding. Um, right. Even though they, they it, it looked holding to me. Yeah, but, they, they, had know, the, they had the they had the they had the ball bounce their way, you know. But but right. if if. Uh, Joseph Adai doesn't push Mahomes. That field goal is what? Almost 55 to 60 yard field goal, yeah. which uh, he's yeah. most likely going to miss. But Bucker time. still could have hit it, bro. He, could, he still could have hit it, but, but the he's going to get pressure. I think the Go pressure would have got Sorry. him and he would have missed it, just like he missed it earlier in the season. So. It's just, yeah. I, I you know. Do I think right now, I mean, at this point, and I know I'm being a 
super fan, but I didn't pick the Bengals in the Super Bowl this year because I this this past year because I I think it's very hard to go to back to back Super Bowls. It just it's difficult, right? Especially when you're on the losing side. But I do think that the Bengals will be my choice to be in the Super Bowl this year from the AFC. I, I think if they they went out and got Cody Ford and Orlando Brown even if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, which he said on the Pat McAfee show, that's where he intends to play. If they, if the Jets and Packers work out the deal on the compensation, I, I think the Packers are asking for way too much than what the Jets want to give up. Because they're asking for what boils down to two first-round picks and a second-round pick. No, that, that's dude, not true. That, they, that, was, that, was, that was thrown out. Schefter put that out there, and that's not okay. true. Like, some, of that, some of that stuff is not true because – I, again, I read another article yesterday that says that the, the the Packers probably want this to happen quicker than the Jets do because after a certain point, his 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 salary becomes guaranteed. There's okay. other incentives yeah. and things of that nature that come into play if you're on that roster, and he's still on that roster. They're stuck paying yeah. him either way. If if they don't move him, they still got to pay him. So yeah, I think that I, I, I still think, think, and what I think is that when he came out and, and, and said on the on the show that I, that he was going to play for the Jets, it's just a question of when. That just took away all of the Packers' leverage. Like now, the yeah. Packers know that he's going to play for the Jets, and the Jets can go ahead and lowball them, a first rounder, a second yeah. rounder, and maybe a flip on a third year. Maybe who knows? Yeah, I mean, I still wouldn't. I wouldn't give up a farm for Aaron Rodgers. What are you going to have him for? Maybe two years. One year, two years? Yeah. Two years. That's so it. That's all his guaranteed money is left. His guaranteed money is done in two years. So he's exactly. only two years. Why? Now, now I, would, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind throwing away a third, a fourth round to go get him. That's, that's what he gets. That's no, what he see, see that's, where, that's where I disagree. I think the win now mentality would be I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and give up a second rounder next year, second rounder. I'll go ahead and give up this year's second rounder, but they want this year's first. They want that 13th pick. Go ahead and take it. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because historically, the Jets don't draft well besides defense. Honestly, they don't. Our second round picks have yeah. been bust upon bust upon bust. Stephen Hill is the, one of the most notable fucking second round busts that the Jets have fucking had over the years. I keep bringing him up because he sucks. I can't believe we fucking we drafted this jackass in the second round, bro. I can't believe it. But at the same token, I'm saying we draft bad. So I'll go ahead and take that gamble because the, the the Jets are just bad. We have bad scouts. Only thing we can get right is defense. That's it. Not yeah. Everything else can go fucking, but, you know. Yeah. I, I'll tell you though, Sam, you might not agree with me. With Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are still no better than the, at least the fourth best team in the AFC. I'll disagree with that. Look, man, all I'll say is that last year, right, if if we had if we had scored twenty one or twenty two points, maybe even twenty four, right? Points per game. Okay. We actually would have been twelve and five. So no so interesting. If they had Aaron Rodgers last year, yes, they make the playoffs and I think they can make some noise in the playoffs if they had Aaron Rodgers last year. All that's I'm saying is Rodgers gives us a a shot, bro. Rodgers gives oh, us a no, shot. I'm, I'm definitely he saying. gives you a shot, but I want to get back to why Josh disagrees because I said they're no better than the fourth best team. So are you are you taking the Jets ahead of the Bengals? Not the Bengals, but I'm gonna put them the, above Miami. I'm gonna put them above the Bills. 
with Aaron Rodgers? I'm not putting them above the Bills just yet. Oh, see, see, they, when we beat the Bills, we beat the Bills without without exactly. Aaron Rodgers. So exactly, you know. they split the season. I think I think the Jets have the better defense out of the two teams. And all you got to do, if you have an offense, you're going to take away Buffalo's ability to to move the ball, right? They if they don't have the ball, they can't score. And New York's defense can stop Buffalo. We've seen that last bro, year. Bro, I'm telling, I'm telling you, our defense is, is here to stay, bro. It's legit. we got to cash I, out on our fifth-year options on our defensive guys, you know, that we have, that we've drafted, you know. Whatever time your we defense, have with our young defense, we got to take it. The defense is really good under Rex Ryan, though, for a couple of years. And they made you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and at that point, if you ask me, at that point, if, if we could have gone out and gotten a star QB at that point, it would have completely changed. Our, 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 our landscape as a team. And I'll tell you why. We are, we cannot draft quarterbacks, bro. We just can't. No, I don't know what to tell you. We suck at drafting QBs. So, now Except that's Chad being said, dude. listen, it, there, was, there was maybe maybe Chad Painting is uh, – he got hurt, though. You know, if he hadn't got hurt, he got, actually he's good. He was really good, man. He was really good. Yeah. yeah. But, but let's, let's, let's go back to saying that we, since we can't draft a QB – why not go get yeah. one? They both work small. Yeah. Exactly. If they get if they get Aaron Rodgers, they're they're probably the third best team in the, in the AFC. That's just my opinion. Okay. And you know what? We'll yeah, see. Mike, I'll go ahead and even say this. I'll go yeah. ahead and say this. Our O line is actually really good, believe it or not. Because our yeah, O line is was, was creating monster holes for Brees Hall before he got hurt. Monster holes. But you have to understand, Sam. They spent money. They spent draft capital on that offensive line the first couple of years after taking Zach Wilson. They I got Barry Tucker. True. They they got a bunch of dudes. They're talking about taking. A, I'm hearing the Jets are interested in taking uh, possibly Broderick Jones at number thirteen, the massive offensive lineman out of Georgia, with the thirteenth pick if they still have it. If they if they still have it, if, if that might go to Green Bay, I don't know. But they were talking about. Uh, addressing maybe uh, getting another tackle in there. So, and, and you, believe it or not, honestly, believe it or not, even those Rex Ryan years, even those Rex Ryan years, we yeah. had a good, good O line, man. We had we Nick Bangold. We had a good O line. Uh, you guys brought in Alan Fanica from the Steelers, who's in yep. the Hall of Fame. That, yep. I mean, yeah, it was a massive O line. But all right, we got about. So, I mean, we got to play to our so. strengths. We do O line well. We do uh, you know defense well, CBs well, right? Um, yeah. Tackles and, and ends, we also do well in. I would say so, right? Um, and uh, I mean, we can't get quarterback right, bro. I don't know what to tell you. If we had gotten the right, quarterback I probably right. would have been. And your, hit, your hit or miss on wide receiver. Some of them are yeah, really good. Other hit times, it's like what, what the fuck? Right, right, exactly. Oh my god, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, man. I have like, I have. Like sad draft picks that I have. I have a list of sad draft picks that the Jets have made in the last ten years, and I'm like, why? What were you thinking when you made this pick? Where Where does Vernon Golson rank there? Shut up, bro. Shut up. He's number one. <laughs> hey, I love that Ohio State player. And so is D Shut Milner. Up. That asshole. That asshole D Milner also belongs there too. Oh yeah, D Milner. That's right. <laughs> oh fuck. All right, let me. Uh, all right, guys, we got about. 14 minutes. I still want to cover UFC. I want to talk about 
the uh, the Mississippi lynching of Rasheem Carter, if we can. Um, um, and so let me go to our Divas bracket and give the results of the first round. All right. And then we got a lot of really good matchups. We had some really great matchups in the first round. Uh, but let's see. Stable is moving on. Uh, she passes Gail Kim. Uh, Stable took home 85% of the vote. Uh, Miss Elizabeth is moving on. She takes out Mickey James as Miss Elizabeth uh, garnered 62% of the vote. Becky Lynch going over Ava Torres. Becky Lynch with 90% of the vote. And then Lana going over Rosa Mendez. Lana with 75% of the vote. So we got Sable and Miss Elizabeth, and we got Becky Lynch and Lana. Uh, out of the top bracket. We'll call it the Midwest bracket. Uh, In the South bracket, Stacey Keebler goes over China with 100% of the votes. Uh, Candace Michelle takes out Brie Bella. Candace Michelle going over with 55% of the votes. Paige narrowly taking out Sasha Banks, 52% of the votes. And then Ava Marie takes out Brooke. Yeah, it was very close. And then Ava Marie takes out Brooke Adams with 65% of the vote. Tori Wilson going over JoJo. Tori Wilson with 90% of the vote. Mandy, uh, Mandy Rose going over Dr. Britt Baker. Mandy Rose with 65% of the vote. Lita taking out Sonny. Lita going over with 55% of the vote. That was another close one. And Maurice takes out Natalia. Maurice with 85% of the vote. Chris Stratus over Ivory, also 100% of the vote. AJ Lee going over Ronda Rousey. Uh, AJ Lee going over Ronda Rousey. AJ Lee getting uh, 70% of the vote. I was a little shocked on that one that she got won by so much. Kelly Kelly narrowly edging Peyton Royce uh, with 10 of the vote. And then Nikki Bella taking out Chrissy Hemi with 55% of the votes. So here are our matchups in the second round. Sable, Miss Elizabeth, Becky Lynch and Lana, Stacey Keebler and Candice Michelle, Paige and Ava Marie, Corey Wilson and Mandy Rose, Lita and Maurice, Chris Stratus and A.J. Lee, and Kelly Kelly and Nikki Bella. Who's the... Who's a sleeper that's left? Paige. Paige, In my opinion, Paige is a sleeper. Okay. Okay. She's a sleeper because she has a sex tape out. That's right. I mean, Becky Lynch is my sleeper. Yeah. I mean, Becky Lynch is in in probably the most winnable division or winnable bracket, right? If she gets past Lana and Sable or Miss Elizabeth to get to the final four. And I think Becky Lynch is it. Sable is still a tough one to cross, right? It is. Sable's going to be tough to beat, but I think Becky Lynch can. To me, the toughest bracket to get out of. I thought it was the Trish Stratus bracket, and that's that's pretty tough with Trish Stratus now having to get past A.J. Lee and then face Kelly Kelly, Nikki Bella for a chance to go in the Final Four. But the Tory Wilson, Mandy Rose, Lita, and Maurice bracket is extremely difficult. Okay. I, I yeah, that's, that's the best bracket right there. Yeah. 
I, I think Mandy Rose might take out Tory Wilson. I'm not sure. I, I would personally vote for Tory Wilson because I think Tory Wilson is much more attractive than Mandy Rose. But we'll see. But to Sam's point, Mandy Rose has scandalous pictures out there. Tory Wilson hasn't posed in Playboy in 20 years, so a little different. <laughs> But yeah, that's I don't know. I don't see a true sleeper. I don't I don't see someone like I don't see like Lita making a run to the championship, right? Like I don't think that even if Lita Yeah, no, I don't see that happening either. I, I don't think she's getting past Mandy Rose or Tori Wilson. I and I don't see someone like A. J. Lee making a run. I, I this is, I think there's going to be a lot of close matchups, though. I think Kelly Kelly and Nikki Bella is going to come down to the wire. And I, and I really do believe that that Tory Wilson-Mandy Rose is going to be extremely close. So we'll we'll have that for everybody next Friday. Uh, that'll be uh, – we'll reveal who's who's heading to the next round the next week. So, um, all right, guys, this Saturday – a really big UFC fight night uh, coming up. Uh, UFC 286, the main event is Kamaru Us- Usman and champion Leon Edwards fighting at welterweight. But you got uh, – how do you pronounce the last name? Is it Gacy? Uh, Sam, is it yeah, Gacy. Yeah, okay. He's fighting on the undercard. Uh, Gunnar Nelson is fighting on the undercard. Uh, the, the, the preliminary card – Okay, but the the main card looks to be pretty pretty good, um, and I think that Leon Edwards Usman fight is going to be fucking fantastic. So I'm looking forward. Yeah, to I that think. One. Uh, yeah, no, I I have to agree. It's it's a little it's a little bit of a excitement for the, for the division because it hasn't seen much, right? Um, yeah, and you know I I really do think, and here's the thing, so. Usman ran off like multiple defenses. He was close to hitting Anderson Silva's record for for title defenses and and, and uh, wins and things like that of that nature. But you know, obviously the loss to Leon Edwards changed everything. But I feel like he's gonna come back like trying to finish it in the first three rounds. And I see that happening just out of pure like just you know hatred towards the guy that ended his streak, right? Okay. So I think any, and I think he has just enough left in that tank because he's getting older. He's, he's 35, 36, I want to say. He, you know, he's he's just hitting that point where, with a win and the and the belt back, he might move to boxing after that. You know what I'm saying? To make some more money, just the way uh, you know these other UFC fighters are trying to go to boxing. Yeah, he's to your point, Sam. He is 35, but he'll turn 36 in May. So yeah, so, yeah, so he, his he, clock is ticking. His clock is ticking. Yeah. Um, to your point, though, I think Leon Edwards is also uh, he's thirty-one. Uh, so he's a little bit younger, yeah. but he's got Leon less Edwards, tread on those tires. He he fought Kamaro Usman really tight in two thousand fifteen. That was the first time they fought, and Usman won it via decision, decision. Uh, unanimous decision. Yeah. But it was it was a tight, yeah. really tight fight. And then this time around, he KO'd him. And, but the thing about those KOs, Sam and Josh, you know as well as I do, I don't want to call them fluky, but sometimes really great fighters just get caught. They they maybe 
aren't expecting it, and all of a sudden their chin's not where it used to be as well. Yeah, that's true. Now, sometimes a bad knockout ruins a guy's fucking career. To me, when Conor McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo in, like, what, 19 seconds, I think that ruined – I think Aldo's career was done at that point in time. I I think it ruined him. And Aldo was never the same fighter after McGregor knocked him out in 19 seconds. And to that point, but Aldo, but Aldo, when Aldo fought him, he was kind of already like, like all already accomplished. You know, he had already done okay. everything he needed to in two different promotions, really. You know, and That's true. he didn't need. I mean, like Conor McGregor. I'm not saying nothing against him. He took out a, a legend, you know, in, in the in the division. Yeah. But he took out a guy that, if if he was in his prime, he probably would have ate that punch and and kept going. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know what? For me, the the Khabib submitting McGregor ruined his career because after that, McGregor beat Donald Cerrone, but then lost to Dustin Poirier twice. He's lost three out of his last four fights. And, oh, yeah, so, yeah. I, know, I think he's got a lot of mileage on him as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think you guys are right with that. With the lucky lucky shots, you got. Deion Edwards, with that, I mean, I, that was just a lucky kick that, that caught Usman and knocked him out. Uh, you look at Anderson Silva. His career wasn't the same when he kicked Weidman and broke his, shin, broke his shin, right? Yeah. He was never the same fighter after that. Um, and then it was kind of funny that Weidman had the same injury, same type of kick. Yeah. Talk about karma, you know, right? You know who's up and coming? Right now, uh, in my opinion, just real quick, so we, we, then we can move on if you want. In the welterweight division, there's this guy named Shavkat Rachmanov. Rachmanov. Shavkat Rachmanov. Okay. And this guy is absolutely wild. Like, wild. He is so good that I don't even know what to say. And he's going to get a shot. Like, he's going to change the way the division is, is, is structured, but He's he's one of those up and comer guys where, I think he's Dagestani, uh, just like uh, Khabib was. Um, so his wrestling and his submission game is on point, on point. I don't know what weight class he's in, but I, I'm a big fan of Sean O'Malley. I've liked watching him fight. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, I good. think he's. I think he fights in 155. I'm I'm not sure. That's no, maybe he's okay. like one division lower. I'm not sure. He might be a little bit lower. Uh, real quick before I want to get to this lynching, there's 55 seconds left, and Fairley Dickinson is up by three points against Purdue. Hey, oh shit! Second, so, this is the second time ever. Yeah, it might be for the second time ever. If you're listening, folks, you might want to turn on the TV um, as Purdue is down three points with 55 seconds left. So that's a tight one. Uh, we will keep you posted to see what happens uh, maybe before we go off air. Uh, but that's that's kind of crazy to me right now. Fairly Dickinson is, is beating Purdue uh, right now. All right, real quick. We only got about two minutes left in the show. I don't know if you guys have heard much about the Rasheem Carter case. Um, he was I have not heard a thing last... about it. I haven't heard okay. anything about it, Mike. So let me give you guys a quick background. Um, Rasheem Carter, a 25-year-old black man in Mississippi, 
was found dead last fall. He called his mother and said that he was being chased by white men who were hurling racial slurs. He went into the police department asking for help. I guess nothing happened. Um, Later on, they found his body. They found his body decapitated and his remains scattered. A little bit ago, uh, now they're backtracking, but the sheriff department said that their early determination was that there was no evidence at this time that pointed to a homicide. So, so was there like a rabid bear or something walking around? He was decapitated Seriously, and there's like, no evidence of foul play? Yeah, he's decapitated and his remains are scattered and there's no evidence of foul play or that it was a homicide. So he just killed himself like that? Somehow he just cut off his own head and scattered his own remains around? So, or, 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 or he, or he encountered the cocaine bear? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, scattering, scattering, yes. I could see the scattering of body parts because if the body's found and it's cut up, in that area, you could have wild animals come and, and move the body parts, right? I could see okay. that, yeah. but other than that, somebody had to cut his fucking body apart, right? Right, yeah. And it's Mississippi. Yeah. It's not, they don't have big fucking lions. They don't have big cats. They don't have big bears. Right. So he's got, he got <laughs> cut up. Yeah. And now... Now they are saying, okay, now they're they're coming back around because there's been immense backlash because everybody's saying what I'm saying, which is the fuck. How 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 do you say there's no evidence of foul play and the guy's head cut off? Like seriously, like I feel like that scene in Dumb and Dumber where he's like, We got no food, we got no jobs, our pet heads are falling off, like how in the like how do you look at that and be like, no, nah, it was a natural. He died of natural causes. Like, I just don't know. Like, they're just kind of sweeping it under the rug, and I just think that's a fucking shame, dude. You got – you have a dude that was fucking murdered. And – Hey, can I ask you where it was in Mississippi? Was like a was it like a rural town, or was it like a city, or – It was It was in Jackson, Mississippi, which, I mean, Mississippi is just a shit. State. Let's just put it out there. Mississippi is a shit state. I would never live in Mississippi. So any of our listeners who are from Mississippi, if you want to call in and yell at me, go ahead. But you probably don't know how to work a fucking phone. Uh, so wow, state. Hey, wow. trash state. <laughs> Man, you're you're uh, like full of hate. You, you hate Middle Eastern people, and and now you're hating on these people. What the fuck? Dude, Josh, I'm just finding my lane, bro. I'm just finding my lane. All right, say, Stephen A. All right, Nick shit. Wright. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Don't you, don't you fucking put, you put that shit on me. It's, oh, oh it's, already been, it's already been put on you. You are now known as Nick Louie Wright. By the way, 29 seconds left. Fairly Dickinson still up by three points. So that's upset. I don't know who has the ball. Oh, Purdue just blocked a shot. Uh, Purdue right now just needs they need to get the ball and try to get the tie. Uh, well, this is crazy. They're, they're who, uh, uh, the, ball, the ball went out of bounds and they're trying to see who touched it last to see who got the ball. Oh, they called Purdue ball. Yeah. They got lucky on that one. 
By the way, if you haven't watched it, guys, I highly recommend it's on Flex. Watch Cocaine Bear. It's fucking awesome. Oh, you got it on Flex already? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, we're watching Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Dude, if it's like, uh, it's 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 fucking campy and like just random funniness. Like, I think my favorite. I don't want to. I won't ruin it. I'll wait. Wait till you guys watch it. Uh, Sam and Josh before I talk about it with you but there, there's this part in like the first like I want to say 30 minutes that I was fucking laughing my ass off uh, but yeah it, it, it's funny it, it's got like some pretty gruesome deaths uh, but it's, it's a man it's a good movie it's it's a good like it's like a good little B movie I would say but uh, is, it, is it this generation's like Lake Placid or like uh, Sharknado or something like that Yes, dude. Yes, exactly. Like, what are those, <laughs> All right. Like, I'm going to like it. I'm going to like it. That means I'm going to like it. Yeah, kind of like a cult yeah, classic or like, or like Sharknado. Oh, it's better than Sharknado. I'll tell you that much. I would put it up there with like Lake Placid or like, do you remember the movie Piranha? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. They made, yeah. they made it in 3D as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I would put it up there with like that that kind of movie it's 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 good or like or like you remember how like kind of like campy and cheesy uh like chucky was like uh you know child right. play was kind of like that shit too yeah i would but, say i would say like the same thing with leprechaun no being being yeah, Patty's Day. Yeah, i would exactly. say it's cheesy as hell yeah well god leprechaun in the hood my favorite <laughs> that was the best one that man. Was the best. that was the best one leprechaun in the hood yeah, can't change my mind. All right, guys. Well, that is all the time we have. Uh, looks like, uh, I don't know, man, Purdue, there's 18 seconds left. I was kind of hoping to, to see what happened there. But uh, uh, that's all the time we have. We'll be back on it on Monday. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will be back at it. Take care, guys. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, I thought they'd be off with a dome. First- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.